Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast, we are back in Africa for the first time in Sudan. In the capital city of Khartoum with a hashing couple, Queen of the Jungle and Cambrule, who have hashed widely in some very exotic locations. Let's talk first to the hasher, Cambrule. Welcome. Hello, how are you? Great. All right, let's introduce you to everybody with your origin story. When and where and how did you first start hashing? Long time hasher compared to people you have in your podcast. I wouldn't say so because I, I started only eight years ago in 2013. I started uh, hashing in uh, Washington, D.C. with White House. I was named Cambrule because I am originally from France. So that's me a couple of questions. And it asked me what was my favorite dessert. And I say Cambrule. They said, oh, Cambrule, Cambrule, Cambrule. And they, I was named in what, five, ten minutes. That was pretty quick naming. Cool. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. Okay, so you started in White House. In Washington, D.C., it's a big group. How did you find the hash there? I was playing kickball in uh, in Washington, and uh, some people in my kickball team said, hey, you should join the hash, you should join the hash, so they insisted, insisted, and I'm going to try, and I liked it. Yeah, so that was just eight years ago. Well, what's a hash for people who have never hashed with White House? What is a White House hash like? What's a trail like, and what's a circle like? White House is pretty much pretty regular hash. I mean, they have, they are, it's a mix of uh, of Shigi or Yoban hash. They are mostly uh, close to the to Washington D.C., so they don't go very far in the, into the suburbs. Right. Very often, they are mostly metro Washington metro accessible. They run once a week. When I started hashing, they were like 40, 50 people. Mm-hmm. I know they are more down like 20, 30 people. That's, I mean, that's, I left this year about three years ago, so that's what I left it with. And I mean, things yeah. have changed since COVID, obviously. <laughs> yeah. That's a singing. How long was the circle? About 45 minutes, an hour. Yeah. Not pretty, uh, pretty normal. And did you hash with any of the other clubs around DC? All of them. Yeah. Pretty much all of them. <laughs> Although you said you're a newer hasher with eight years, how often were you hashing when you were in DC? Several times a week. You were doing several times a week. So that makes up for somebody who's done it uh, two or three times as long when you're doing two or three a week. Yeah. Keep up with my number of hashes and I have done 730 hashes. In eight years. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a (laughs) a number. Okay, cool. And so you said you liked it right away. After going to White House, how long before you started trying out the other clubs? I started like in August. Then January, I got, I got very active, like towards the end of the year, January, and I stopped like February or March of 2014. Then, mm-hmm. and then I said, hey, I'm going to try them all. And- Off you go. Yeah. Now you've traveled around, yeah. certainly around the East Coast and into Canada. We've hashed together up at a pink dress run in Toronto. Where, where else did you hash in those five years or so that you were hashing in DC? I hashed uh, well all over the East Coast. Yeah, definitely. I did uh, Interham in 2015 and in 2017. And I did, uh, yeah, I did a few events on the East Coast. I went in Chicago. I've hashed in 26 states. 26 states. Oh, that's another impressive number. for Basically, that's for five years of hashing in D.C., huh? Yeah. What about those big events? When you went to your first 
really big events in America. How did that seem compared to the weekly hashes? Well, it was pretty impressive. I mean, it was, I mean, Portland was what fifteen hundred people, which was uh-huh. you have like fifteen hundred people in a in a single hotel and with a bunch of friends. Tough interesting. You see a bunch of people <laughs> around the pool and people you don't know, people you know. And <laughs> yeah. Did you get involved in any of the mismanagement of any of the clubs there? Yes. Yes, yeah. I was um, I was brewmaster in 2015 for White House. I also got involved with the Hangover Hash House areas, which is also in DC. I was Hash Cash, uh, Tally Ho. So my last year in DC, I was a uh, Hab. I was Hab. Well, what was that? Habert Asher. Oh right. Oh yeah, Hab. Okay, I am not familiar with Hangover Hash House areas. What's that? It's a brand new kennel. I mean, it was. It's come. I don't. Know, do you know Mount Vernon Hash? Sure. So it's basically some people from uh, Mount Vernon Hash. They say, oh, let's drink on Saturday night and do a hangover hash the next morning. So it became a once a month kennel that was started in, in uh, 2012. They've been going for the past nine years. So once a month, every Sunday, uh, once a month on Sunday mornings, they go drink on Saturday night and they do a Sunday morning hash at 10 a.m. Ah, oh, okay. All right. So you have nearly 100 hashes a year from that period, maybe uh, maybe you were doing that many every year while in D.C. Were you collecting an enormous amount of T-shirts real fast? What did you collect along the way? And what I kind of stuff has you cut? I have quite a few T-shirts, quite a lot of patches. Because <laughs> in like, the U.S., they love to collect patch. So I have a few happy coats. <laughs> yeah. So you left D.C. three years ago. Where did you go next? Well, in 2018, my wife got posted in uh, Miami, Niger. So we went there for two years. Then after that, we went to Sudan, where we're still are right now. Let's talk about Niger, because there was a hash going when you got there, right, in Naomi? Yes, that's correct. What was the hash like there? Because that's a place that not a lot of people go to as tourists or hashers get to. What was the hash like in Niger? It is pretty different from the hash we know about. First of all, they don't use... Uh, it's really more like uh, more like a hike... <laughs> Than mm-hmm. anything else, but it's they don't really have like a, they don't have false trails and everything. They don't have circles. They don't use hash names. Basically, it was more like an expat thing, like uh, like a gather up for expats of uh, of the city. There's some unfortunate events that can happen anywhere. What? But what happened? Uh, we understand that the hash is no longer operating there. Maybe partly for yes. security. Were you there when the hash had to stop? Yes, I was. Uh, I was. I was at the last hash. Yeah. Can you talk about why the hash had to end? I mean, put it in well, context. Basically, I mean, we're going to start in 2020. So first of all, there's COVID that stopped the uh, that stopped the hash for like three months. Uh-huh. Then they restarted it in uh, late June 2020. So we hash for like a month, month and a half. And then our last hash was August 8th. And then on August 9th, which is a Sunday after the hash, there was six NGOs, uh, French NGOs people who got shot when they were visiting a, a giraffe preserves. Mm-hmm. Uh, like about 60 kilometers away from Miami. The giraffe park is basically one of the only touristy things you can do when, you, uh, when you're when you an expat in Miami yeah. because it's supposed to be safe and it was no longer safe. Attack people in this area of Miami, that means nowhere is safe. Yeah. So that includes the hash itself. Yeah. So the hash was immediately suspended. And then four months later, the, the hash master who's been running the hash for 20-something years passed away. Ah, what was his name? Uh, his name was uh, Yassin, Yassin Sad. So that's that's an interesting person. I never met him and I never made it to Niger. He's a met, very good guy, yeah. Yeah. 
What about other characters? Who are some of the characters you remember from East Coast hashing or DC hashing that were especially memorable? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, okay, memorable. I'm gonna go with Riffaround. I mean, he's no longer with us, but that's probably a character that is unforgettable. <laughs> so I mean, Riffaround is one of the first hasher. When I was at my uh, when I was at first hashes, this guy came to me and he started talking to me. And I am pretty slow. I'm a slow walker, so I was on the back of the pack with him. Uh-huh. Back then, he was not auto hashing, so he was still on train. And he was always very friendly to me. And he spoke some French, so we kind of bonded and everything. Nice. And then also referring five six months into the hashing, he uh, basically hooked me up with, with Harriet. We ended up becoming my wife. <laughs> oh yeah, and who? What? Who, what is your wife's hash name? Queen of the Jungle. Where, how did you guys meet there? Was it hashing well, so or through? She and we were the same hash a couple of times in the White House. I apparently ignored her quite a bit. <laughs> but then, then we had a, a Toga hash with White House in April 2014. So we were both at that Toga hash, which was on a Saturday night, which is basically a special event that White House had that, that weekend. Uh-huh. And after the trail, so we had like a, a wine party at the Hasher's house. And uh, Reef was basically trying to say, uh, he went to Queenie and he told her, oh, this guy likes you and everything. <laughs> yes, he did. He totally did. <laughs> and then he, he came to me and he said, oh, this girl, uh, this, uh, she likes you. She likes you. You should go talk to her and everything. And then we start talking and then there you go. We start looking yeah. up and there you go. <laughs> so let's comment. Let, let me get your take on this. Is hashing good for marriage and is marriage good for hashing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been good for you, I guess. It's been good for me since we're still together after seven and a half years. Yeah. yeah. What's Queenie's hash run cap? Did she hash as much as you did? She's hashed longer than I have. She has ah. hashed longer than I have and in more countries than I have. Uh-huh. Since I've been hashing, we've done a, most of hashing together. Yeah. And when you were in Niger, were you able to travel to any other African hashes? No. No, none from no, there. I mean, I didn't really travel in, in Africa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, the only other African hash I've done is the one I'm currently in, in right now. Now, let's talk about that. That's a that's another kind of extreme weather place. Not I'm not sure that there are seasons in Khartoum, that part of Sudan. But tell us what it's like living in Sudan and hashing in Khartoum. Living in Sudan, so the weather, there's, there's actually three seasons. There's hot season, mm-hmm. humid season, and the cold season. Okay. By cold grid, it's only 30 degrees at night, uh, during the day, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the hash in Khartoum is an uh, older hash. It's been around for like 35 years, but it has been interrupted many, many times because of, well, political climates in right. Sudan. Mm-hmm. Between revolutions and, and uh, coup and everything. So And people coming in and out. So it's been, but uh, they restarted it last year. Right before arriving to Sudan, we have had a few hours and it was interrupted by COVID and we started it and now we're just restarting it again. Yeah. And how many people do you get out there? And are there any locals on that hash? Uh, we have three regular locals, yeah. Are there restrictions? Or are you running in the desert? Where are the Khartoum runs? We have been running mostly in, uh, in the Khartoum area, but sometimes we do, a, it's not official hash event, but we go camp in the desert mm-hmm. inside Khartoum State. Yeah. So sometimes it's a, it's an adventure or quite a different experience. What about the beer in both Niger and Sudan? 
Does the hash have that? Okay, so in Niger, the uh, beer is available everywhere. So uh -huh. you have no problem getting beer. The first year we were there, they had a contract with one of the local breweries, with the one local brewery they had. But unfortunately, the local brewery closed. So for like a month, there was no beer. But then they started to get beer again from the uh, local contractor. Mm -hmm. In Sudan, the beer situation is more interesting because you cannot find beer in the supermarket. Uh -huh. Because it's, uh, it was a very uh, hard commerce in country. Mm -hmm. uh, but the beer is still not available. But it's uh, basically use uh, expats communities, basically. So yeah. it's basically expat, the beer comes from the expats. Yeah. And we are expats who have access to beer. Mm -hmm. When the hash is running, are you able to have a circle? Is it in public or do you go? No, we yeah. do it at somebody's place. Okay, yeah, sort of out of the public eye, yeah. So you can yeah, we do it at somebody's place. How long do you expect to be there in Sudan? Uh, another year. Anywhere from there? It's Where will you likely go? Are you going well, right now my wife is, so she's with the State Department, so she's bidding on other posts, so it will be either Europe or we we'll go back to the United States. Yeah, yeah. And is there any influence on whether where the postings are, whether there's a hash? Does that influence the decision at all? Not really, but most of the places she has been on as hashes. Yeah, hashes. okay, cool. Anybody else you want to mention, people that you've hashed with? I know you've hashed up in Canada, like you said, all the way out to Chicago and all over the U.S., I don't know, on top of my head, <laughs> there's so sure. many people that yeah. want to... Yeah, you always feel like you're going to leave someone out if you name someone, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Is, yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, all the people I have in the US and Europe, I have quite a bit in Europe because I'm from France, so I go to, uh, to France. So uh, Since uh, COVID, I've been part of the Paris virtual uh, TNDC, which right. is a happy hour, so I've been hosting that for the past year. Mm-hmm. The one person originally from France that we talked to on the podcast, Mabouche yeah. down in Brazil yeah, she's now. Part of that. She's yeah. part of that uh, thing. And yeah. you have an interview with Deli Belly, who's from Ottawa. And he's also in the, he goes also quite often to that. Uh, to the Paris Zoom. Yeah. yeah. Where else have you hashed? Around? So it's 26 states and a lot of countries. Where else and what events in Europe did you get to? Uh, in Europe, I've been, I've been to a Dutch Nash hash in 2019, right before Eurohash, but I didn't go to Eurohash, but I went Dutch Nashash in uh, Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So at the castle, was it going to do Euro 2023? In uh, March 2020, right before COVID, we, I did the ski hash. Austria, Austria. Austria right. And uh, did you get COVID? Because a lot of people uh, yes. did. You got COVID from the ski hash. Okay. So what would Maybe. Okay. Yeah, that, there's a lot of maybes. I talked to Bird Brian about that. Let's talk about just let's wrap up with the like your experience of that. What was that whole event like? I know there were some interruptions. People had to leave early. What was it like for you? For me, it was pretty normal because we left on time. But yeah, there's indeed some people, like especially people who are from the states, because Trump was closing down the borders, so yeah. people like had to leave like a day or two before. Uh, they were supposed to. Mm -hmm. The event in itself was pretty normal. I mean, it was pretty normal because nobody was really that worried about COVID yet. Yeah. But towards the end, there was like, it was time to get like kind of... <laughs> yeah, it started to get serious. What, did you have symptoms of COVID at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, the thing is, so I didn't get sick when, when I was in Austria. So after that, I went back to Vienna and then went back to France. Try, we uh, scrambled back to, uh, to Niger on one of the last planes that flew into Niger from Europe because after that they shut down the borders and the airport wow. and we were quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. So then Queenie got sick first from symptoms of uh, COVID 
and but they, they wouldn't test us. But we knew it was like uh, definitely COVID. And then a week later, I got sick myself. So we had like yeah, we had the typical symptoms like like uh, chest pain, lost uh, loss of sense of smell and taste. Yeah. And do you feel do you feel both fully recovered now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, oh, that's good to hear. Sometimes I uh, sometimes sometimes when uh, I have a hard time breathing when I. Uh, kind of uh, running, walking up the stairs or stuff like that. Yeah. I catch my breath sometimes, but yeah, other than that, most, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, okay. Were there t-shirts ever made with the Nami hash? Do you have those? No, we never did. Okay, I was going to say, because I'm sure Neptunus would love to get one of those. Yeah, I'm sure he if... would. I'm sure he yeah. would. Yeah, okay. So you've hashed a lot of places in the U.S. and then walking mostly in Niger. Have you ever gotten your, and apart from getting COVID, have you ever gotten hurt on a trail? Luckily, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood that it's not happening yeah. soon, but no, I, I managed to dodge that. Yeah. And same with your wife, Queen. She's not uh, uh, Queen she, of the Jungle. She may have uh, got injured. We had a float hash in, in North Carolina. So it was oh. called Dits, Cubing in the Tower. Oh. And she got pretty um, scrapped up on a rapid at the end of the float. Dits. Oh, yeah, on the float. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, were these hashes in the circles all in English where you were? Or where have you been to places where they did not in English? The only place I have seen, uh, I mean, well, Niamey did not have a circle, as I said earlier. Yeah. Uh, Khartoum, it's in English. In France, so the Paris and Saint-Cloage are in English. But if you go to the Fontainebleau hash, which is bi-weekly hash in the Fontainebleau forest, southeast of Paris, the circle is in French, but the songs are in English. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Sure, hello. Let's get a little bit of your details in here. Where did you start hashing and when? I started hashing in the Republic of Georgia in 1999 but it wasn't like a typical or traditional hash because what they did is they would go to some place and have a barbecue and sing silly songs and drink beer but there was never an actual trail right was that in tbilisi what which city was that yeah tbilisi yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i think that hash has stopped and restarted a few times since then while you were there was there ever a trail or was it always just like that no always just drive to a different place which i mean georgia has absolutely beautiful nature right so we would just drive to a place and have a barbecue a tailgate drink beer and sing silly songs because you're with the government trail where else have you been with hashing with hashing i was in ukraine russia mali that named in mali actually niger sudan it's a, a less common hashing cv of collection of countries is good were those all english based hashes too uh no the hash in mali was french based francophone yeah and also it wasn't it wasn't a traditional hash either was it was similarly modeled on the niger hash Mm -hmm. where it was more of like a Bataan death march and then at the end you got one softy as they called it or one beer so the anglophones started doing their own circles right not in Niger, in, in Mali. In Mali, yeah. Uh, did they do t-shirts ever? I don't recall us having... I've seen t-shirts for the Mali hash. Yeah. But I think while we were doing it, we didn't have anything. I think both Niger and Mali, like there were no t-shirts. Mm-hmm. But we have a t-shirt in Khartoum. Ah. How and where did you get your hash name? In Mali. Is there a story there? Yeah, yeah she's showing you the t-shirt. So. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, this is the Khartoum... So you can, I hope you can see there's a camel. Yeah, I can see him up there. Okay, yes. Yeah, and then, uh, there, here's the back. 
Ah, cool. I don't know if uh, Neptunus has that or has Akashi has a picture of that one. That's a kind of a rare one. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but apparently it's based on like the cartoon hash has also died and been revived several times. Yeah. So this is like a more original Early. t-shirt. Right. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure because obviously I wasn't here, mm-hmm. but I heard that it was an original t-shirt. Is there a story to how you got your name? Why you were named Queen of the Jungle? Uh, yes. In the French hash in Mali, they did not do names, but the fr- the Anglophone circle was there one night and I used to have a nickname in college. I was living in a house with four other guys. So I was the only female. Mm-hmm. They were always wondering why I would bring so many guys home. <laughs> and so they said, oh, we know what you do. You hit them over the head and you drag them home. So you're the queen of the urban jungle. Ah, okay. And my friends in Mali knew about this. And so we were all debating, like, you know, with the Anglophone circle, it was generally like we would just stand around and gossip and (laughs) drink after drinks and stuff like that. So it wasn't like a traditional circle. And anyway, someone there said, oh, you know what we should do? We should start doing hash names. And then someone else said, oh, I know what your hash name would be. Queenie, Queen of the Jungle. <laughs> and I said, that's not funny. <laughs> everyone laughed. Everyone laughed. And they were like, so, ah, so, so when I was in, I think I was in, forget exactly where I was, but someone asked me, do you have a hash name? And so I was like, well, uh, kind of. Uh, I was called Queen of the Jungle. And they were like, oh, okay, well, welcome, Queen of the Jungle. Do you have a joke or a song or a body part for us. And you did? I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I wanted to ask you one more thing, and that is you probably were listening, but what was the story of how you met Cambrule? So is it the same story he told? It, it's basically accurate, but I will caveat it with when Reef told me that guy likes you, I told him, no, he doesn't. Absolutely not. Every time I have ever tried to talk to that guy, he has ignored me or rebuffed me. And I was like, there is no way that guy likes me. And Reith was like cajoling me and saying, oh, come on. No, no, no. He's just shy. And I was like, absolutely not. I am not going over and talking to that guy. <laughs> and so actually, Cumberlay was the one that came on to me first. So even though he ignored me all those times, he was the one that actually made the first move. With that icebreaker. Let the record show. Okay, and that was before you were hitting people over the head to get them. No, that was way after. Oh, way after. Okay, you're giving up the club. Okay. (laughs) I didn't didn't get bumped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that goes back to hashing marriage. So marriage good for hashing and hashing good for marriage? I, like for us, it works. I wouldn't say it's necessarily good for everyone. So I think your results, your mileage may vary. Yeah, we've definitely seen some uh, disasters on that front. But I'm glad to hear you're both healthy after COVID. Holding up the hash there in Africa and Sudan, which is, uh, yeah, has had come and go over the years, both there and in Juba before they split from the country. We have a hash on Friday. <laughs> All right. Well, probably nobody knows me, but are if are there any old timers there yet in cartoons? Uh, I don't think like really old timers. I don't think so at all. Okay. My home kennel, I don't really consider it, uh, or my mother kennel, even though it's Molly, I don't really consider it or my mother kennel because it was basically run by the French. 
and we were kind of doing we were hijacking and doing kind of our own thing as anglophones yeah i consider my home kennel hangover hangover age three in washington and i did a lot of different uh jobs for them so i was hash cash i was joint master i was grandmaster i stumped r8 a couple times i was scribe a couple times wow so anyway, anyone from Hangover, I say, woo, woo, on, on. <laughs> Let me ask you one standard question. Is the RA always right? Yes, he is, unfortunately, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get, you, I'll get your reaction. You've got to answer this question, too. Is the RA always right? Absolutely. Sometimes the RA makes shitty decisions. The RA is always right. Yeah, and have, have either of you two been an RA? I'm an RA right now. I'm the RA for the cartoon hash. Oh, there you go. I did, I did stunt RA a couple of times. Actually, last time I was in Paris, I did stunt RA. Yeah. Both of you are RA. Are you both always right? No, he's not always right. <laughs> except, except when he's the RA. Okay. <laughs> right, I guess. On on. On on. On on. I want to thank... Come Brulee and Queen of the Jungle for dropping in the podcast from Khartoum, Sudan today. This is the On On Podcast. Hasher voices, hasher stories, hasher history. New episodes every week. Until next time, On On, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the hash anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, swing Chariot, coming forth to carry me home. Swing low, sweet Chariot, coming forth to carry